that has been spoken of by the prophets. And right now the nation needs a word. Amen. The nations all over need a word. And that word will come from what the Bible describes as the book. The book. Heavenly Father, I pray now that you would just have your way in this place. Asking, oh, Heavenly Father, that you would just move me far from this place. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would just come in and just envelop me in your spirit. We denounce any and everything that's not like you. But, God, we exalt your name. Thank you for our end-time word. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The book of Ezekiel, chapter number 2. You know, when we talk about um, the book, Daniel, uh, in the book of Daniel, uh, in chapter number 12, it talked about the book, and, and Daniel was told through his vision to seal it up until the end time. Seal it up. It was not to be released or not to be revealed until the end time. Now we see that Ezekiel has taken it a little bit farther. And this is what we're going to explore in the word today, Ezekiel chapter number 2. And we're going to read a few verses, uh, starting with verse number 3 in Ezekiel chapter number 2. Verse 3 says, And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. Sound like us, doesn't it? They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. For they are impudent children, and they are stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God. Verse 5 says, And they, whether they will hear, or whether they will forbear. In other words, if they reject it. For they are a rebellious house. Yet shall know that there have been a prophet among them. Verse 6 says, And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, and neither be afraid of their words. Though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou doest dwell among scorpions, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. Verse 7 says, And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. Verse 8 says, But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and 
eat that I give thee. And when I looked, verse number 9, and when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread, verse 10, and he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written therein lamentations, mournings, and woes. Wow. Wow. The first thing we need to uh, see and understand in the first part of chapter 2 in Ezekiel was the condition of the nation. <laughs> the condition of the nation. If you note, it says that the condition of the nation was what? Rebellious. Our nation today is rebellious. All these things that we're about to explore precedes the uh, extending of the hand in regards to the book and what is written within and what is written outside. Because he says now, he says, first of all, he says a rebellious nation. They have transgressed. They have sinned, is what he was saying. And then he goes on and say, not just then, but he says, until this very day. Sin is, is rampant. Uh, uh, sin is uh, 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 so prevalent now in our, our world today, in our society. It's almost, no, not almost, it is second nature. Amen? Talking about sin. And then he goes on and he describes that rebellious nation as being stiff-necked, stubborn. And when he says imprudent children, they're stubborn. In other words, when God speaks, they don't want to hear what God has to say. They, they, they stiff-hearted. They want to do what they want to do. And he describes them as a rebellious nation. But what I love about the instructions that are given to Ezekiel, the first thing he describes from verse, from verse uh, 5 through 9, it, it describes and he says to him, first thing is, don't you be afraid to speak. We have too many Christians in the body of Christ that are afraid to speak. We, 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 we hide in our closets. Uh, uh, and then when everybody else is speaking up about their thing and about that, their idols and the things that they serve, uh, we set closed mouth. Amen. We have too many Christians that are closed mouth and will not speak up for the almighty God. Amen. We will not reveal or show anybody who we are or who we represent. Amen. So he says to them, he says to Ezekiel now, he said, listen, I don't want you to be afraid to speak. And the reason why he says there are strengths in your words, there's power in your words. And then he says it doesn't make any difference whether they want to hear what you say or whether they don't want to hear what you say. He said you speak it anyhow. Amen. So, so often we will not speak truth. We speak truth and love according to what the Bible says. But for whatever this reason, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. 
Well, I'd rather my feelings be hurt than me die and go to hell. Can I get an amen? Amen. So he, he, he says to him, he says, whether they want to, whether they want to hear what you got to say, or if they're going to forbear it, or if they're going to reject what you're going to say, but you speak it anyway. Amen. See, this is a word to the nation. See, that we've got a problem in our nation because we will not speak up as the body of Christ. Amen. And then he goes on and he says, by the time you get through speaking, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Amen. They'll know because, see, when we begin to speak those prophetic words and the things that God is going to do in the earth and things that he has already done, he said that people can't forget that there was a prophet that told them the things of God. Amen. So it can never be said that they can say, I don't know, I never heard. No, God says he has enough people that's in this world that will speak what he has to say. Amen. He tells them, he keeps emphasizing, do not be afraid of their words. Amen. Now, words do penetrate. Words do hurt. But God said, don't be afraid of their words. Even though their words, he says, may be like thorns. You know, thorns will, will stick you. They will bring pain. Even they may be like the, uh, the sting of scorpions. He said, you still continue to speak. Amen. He said, you continue to speak. And what I love, he reemphasizes in verse 7 the same thing that he says in verse number 5. He reemphasizes and he says, thou shalt speak. He says, not your words, but speak his words. Amen. In other words, don't add to or take away from what God said. Amen. Because some of us like to put in our two cent worth. Amen. So he says now, still do not, do, do not be afraid of their words. Uh, don't matter what they, whether they will hear you or not, whether they reject that word. He said, you got to understand the reason why they are rejecting is because they're rebellious. <laughs> the reason why people will reject truth is because they are rebellious. Amen. That's what he says. And then what I love, in the process of him giving the instructions, uh, about even don't be afraid of their looks or them staring at you. He, he goes on, and while he is talking, all of a sudden, in verse number 9, which we've already read, it says, and when I look, behold, it says, a hand was sent unto me. Now, if, if, if he wasn't afraid, by now he would be. Because here comes a hand. Not the whole body, but he said, a hand, which represents power, was sent to me. And in that hand, it talks about how it has a roll of a book that was in the hand. There was a book in the hand. And inside that book, it begins to say what was written in the book therein. It says there were lamentations, there were mourning. And then it says there were woes. In other words, what's written in the book that Daniel sealed, when he was given the instructions, Daniel would say, seal it up. Now Ezekiel sees the same book, but he goes a little bit further by saying there was writings on the inside as well as writings on the outside. 
but he describes the type of uh, of writings of what was going on inside the mind of God as he speaks to Ezekiel because he's revealing lamentations. He's revealing sorrows and distresses. All these things he is revealing. And then he talked about the woes. Let's deal with the woe. We're going to deal with the, the, the lamentations, the deep sorrow, the distress, because, see, that's where we are right now in our world. We're in, we're in sorrow. We're in distress. And not just ordinary sorrows or distress, but deep distress and sorrows and frustrations. So let's go now to the book of Revelations, and we're going to deal with these woes. Revelations chapter number five revelations chapter number five still dealing with the book as well as what's written in the book still dealing with what's written in the book hmm. it's amazing because we are right now right in the book of revelations you know it, 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 all the prophecies that's been spoken are being unveiled right now they're being unveiled all right now, verse number one in Revelation chapter number five, are we there? Now, verse one says, and now here it is, John, the revelator. Now, he's talking about the same thing Ezekiel and Daniel spoke of. Verse number one says, I saw in the right hand. Remember, Ezekiel said the hand came to him. Now, John is saying, I saw in the right hand of him that sat. On the throne of what? A book. And that book was written while within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. He sees a book. But he also sees what Ezekiel sees is written on the inside, and it describes the word, he uses the word the backside. In other words, that was so much. That would be happening that he couldn't get it all written on the inside. So he began to write on the back side of it. The, 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 the lamentations, the mourning. People are in mourning right now. Now, they're in deep sorrow right now, but there's a lot of woes going on. Amen? And that's, it's, it's a lot of woes going on. So here it is. We're talking about that book. Now, you're going to have to travel with me, okay? We won't be with you long. Now, I need you to keep your place in Revelations because we're coming back to Revelations. But I need for you to go with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, because we're talking about a word for the nation. A word for the nation. The book. Because everything is being unveiled. It's already been recorded. Now, what's happening is it's being unraveled is being unveiled all right now isaiah chapter number 30 okay are we there verse number one it says the first word in verse number one in isaiah chapter number 30 is what whoa whoa huh woe to the rebellious children saith the lord talking that's that word again rebellious because that's how our nation is. That's how our world is, rebellious. 
Say, woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord. Look at this. That take counsel, but not of me. I wonder who they're listening to. And that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. They're covering themselves, God says, but they're not covering themselves with the spirit. That their covering is like something you want to hide from because it says their covering, that covering, all it does is it adds sin to sin. In other words, you tell one lie, you got to tell another lie. Amen. In other words, that second lie has to cover up for the first lie. That first sin has to, the second sin is covering for the first sin. Then you got a third sin that will cover for the second sin and then for the first sin. Amen. So, so he's saying now, he's saying now, they have been taking counsel, but it is not from me. I wonder who they've been talking to. I wonder who they've been getting their counsel from. See, when you don't get your counsel from God, there's only one other person that you can get counsel from. Because that, that, that one other person, a spirit, is Satan. But how many know that Satan wears many different faces? Facing, Satan can come in, 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 in females. Satan can come in, in males. Satan can come in things that, 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 uh, 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 the, the wind, all kind of ways. He, Satan can come in so many different ways. He wears so many different faces. And if you're not careful, you will take counsel from Satan, not even knowing you're taking counsel from Satan. Amen. See, that's why you've got to have a discerning of the Spirit. Because, see, the Lord says, listen, they're getting counsel, but their counsel is not coming from me. See, we should be able, as the body of Christ, we should know what is of God and what is not of God. Amen. Anything that goes along with what's wrong is not of God. Amen. Regardless of what we think or how we are doing in our own personal lives, we have to understand right is right and wrong is wrong. And I don't know where we get a gray area from in the Scripture. There is no gray area in the Scripture. It's either black or it's white, and it has nothing to do with race. Amen. But somehow, the counsel that we've gotten all these years, there's a gray area in the, in, when it comes down to God's word, no, there's no gray area. Uh-uh. It's either right or it's wrong. The only problem is I have to line up. <laughs> you have to line up. Amen. There has to be an alignment. See, it's just like this. When your body is aching and going through a lot of pain, I learned this this week. It just could be that your body needs an alignment. And once it's aligned, then all those things that are hurting won't be hurting anymore. Amen? And see, what the body of Christ needs and what our nation needs, we need an alignment. Amen? Because we ain't running right. Amen? We're not running right. We need an alignment. The body of Christ needs an alignment. Okay? Now, let's continue. All right? Verse number 8 says, let's drop to verse 8 and Isaiah chapter number 30. Verse 8 says, now go, because we're talking about now Isaiah, we're in another major prophet. Now go, write it before them in a table and note it in a what? In a book, that it may be for the time to do what? 
time to come forever and ever for a time to come it wasn't right then it was for a time to come now verse number nine it goes on and it begins to describe it says that this is a rebellious watch this lying children children that will not hear the law of the lord is that not like our world today that they, 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 they're not, they are not in a place where they're hearing truth. They don't want to hear the word of God anymore. You can tell me everything is, but don't, don't, don't talk about the scripture. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to conversate with that. But the Lord says, he said, they are lying children. I don't understand why people are better to tell a lie and tell the truth. Tell, just tell the truth. Amen. Just, just tell the truth. But he is describing our nation because, once again, he's talking about they are a rebellious people. Is it not interesting that all these prophets, when they're getting these visions, they're getting the same word, that they are rebellious people. We have a rebellious nation going on. Amen? Now, look at verse verse number 10. Verse number 10 now uh, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 9. Yeah, verse number 10, verse 10. It says, look, look what they say, okay? Which say to the seers. See, seers are those that can see into the future. This is what they say. See not. In other words, don't tell me what you see. These are seers, like Samuel was. They are seers. They can foretell the future. They can tell you what's coming down the road. They said, so now, he says, which say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, prophesy not, uh, look at this, prophesy not unto us, what does it say? Right things. But speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceit. In other words, tell me a lie, don't tell me the truth. Now they're saying that to the seers and they're saying that, you know, uh, uh, to the prophets. Don't tell me nothing that's going to disturb my spirit. But, but what I want you to tell me smooth thing. Tell me that everything is going to be all right. You know, things are going to go back the way they used to be. No, the devil is a lie. Things are not going back the way they used to be because we are in a progression heading toward the return of Christ and all these things have to happen. All these things that we are witnessing right now, they have to happen. So don't tell the prophets to shut up. I, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, with everything going on and, and this COVID and all this situation, I said, well, what, what else do you want us to do besides take these vitamins and stand on Psalms 91? And he said something very strange. And I said, wait a minute, God. You know what he told me to do? To add to, add to what he already said? He said, eat salad twice a week. Eat salad twice a week. I said, wait a minute, Lord. He said, he said, yeah. And when I researched it, I found that it also helped build up your immune system. It helps build your immune system. With everything that's in it, it helps build your immune system. All right? Now, he, he turns around and, and he also says now, he said, don't, don't tell me nothing that's going to bring me hardship. I, I don't want to hear nothing. That, anything that's going to disturb my spirit, my, my mind, I, 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 I want to stay in peace. 
I, I want to stay in peace. And if you tell me truth, if you tell me what's coming down the road, I'm going to get upset. So, so just, just tell me a whole lot of lies. Just, just, just tell me lies, okay? Now, uh, moving along quickly, because I, I need to do that. All right, now let's go to the book of Revelations, chapter number 8. Revelations chapter number 8. Revelations chapter number 8. And we're going to look at verse number 13. Revelations 8, are we there? Verse number 13. Now we're going back to John the Revelator, okay? He says, and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice. What is he saying? Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of where? The earth. By reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to be sound. Now, there's three woes there. Three woes. This is a word to the nation. All this is coming from the book. All right? Now, moving now to Revelations chapter number 9. We're going to begin to deal with these woes. Verse number 2 says, because see, an angel has been given the keys to the bottomless pit. Now, verse number 2 says, This angel, he says, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air was darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now, let's deal with this, because we're dealing with the first woe in Revelation chapter 9. The first thing that he's dealing with when he releases the bottomless pit, that means anything that's bottomless is without end, okay? Out of it, it says, it arose a smoke out of the pit. Now, that smoke can't go with me. That smoke represents false doctrine. We got a lot of false doctrine going on right now. Got a lot of false teaching, Amen. It says, out of that, out of that, out of that bottomless pit came false doctrine. And then it says, it darkened. In other words, it brought things to obscurity. It, it darkened this, the sun and the light. Okay, what does that mean? What, what does that mean that this false doctrine darkened the sun and the air? It means that it darkened. The sun represents the light. See, false doctrine will darken the light of God in you. If you hang around somebody long enough that's teaching false doctrine, your light's going to go out. Amen. And then it's, it also goes on and say, not only will that false doctrine uh, darken your light, but it also says, and the air. In other words, that air represents the love of many going to wax cold. See, false doctrine will cause your love to wax cold against your brother and sister. 
Because see, false doctrines got some bad teaching going on. If Well, if they don't love you and love me, then I'm not going to love them back. That's false doctrine. Because the reason being, because if Jesus tells us to love our enemies, why would we think it's okay to dislike our brothers and sisters in Christ because they don't, they don't go along with what we do or what we say? Amen? So here we're going to find that with this first woe, we will see false doctrine flood our nation and it's going to darken the light of God within the children of God and the love of many people. According to what the Bible says, it's going to wax cold. People don't love like they used to. They do not love like they used to. Now, let's hasten. Let's hasten now. It says now in verse number three, stay with me. Verse number three. It says, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And until them were given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Verse 4 says, And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass or the earth, neither anything, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Okay? Okay? Verse 5 says in Revelation 9, verse 5 says, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. Hmm. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now, first thing we got to understand, they're not talking about locusts, animals that's crawling around. Okay? Not talking about that. Somebody said, well, it said locusts. Well, what the Bible says is this about locusts. He says this in Proverbs. You can write this down because I didn't put it up. It says in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter number 30, verse number 27. First of all, it says, A locusts have no king, yet go they forth, all of them by bands. In other words, they travel in one body. And when you look at Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, it talked about how the locusts, they had a king over them. So if they had a king over them, and Proverbs 30, 27 says the locust does not have a king, so that means it's not talking about animals who come out and eat, eat green stuff. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying that. And the next thing we need to understand that locusts, they eat green stuff. Amen. So it's not talking about an animal. It's not talking about a little bug that's going around destroying crops. Amen. See, in, in, in these last woes, in these last days, you've got to see what's operating. Amen. You've got to know what's operating. Okay? Because it is not talking about some little critter going around eating up your corn, your tomatoes, your okra, your green beans. No, it's not talking about that. This, this thing is human. Okay? Because the name Apollyon is what it was given in that verse number 11. It's given that name. That means a destroyer. So what is operating in these last days is a destroyer. It's trying to destroy everything around it. And you too. And me too. Amen. So we got to, we got to understand that. We got to understand that. Okay. Now, let's drop on down. Oh, whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go to... Verse number 12 in Revelations chapter number 9. Word to the nation. Talking about this book. See, all this was in that book. 
that's been sealed, that's written on the inside and on the outside, okay? That the, the, that the Lord told Daniel not to open up. Now, watch verse number 12 in Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 9. Verse 12 says, one woe is what? It's past. And behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Mm, 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 mm. See, this thing that we see is progressive. <laughs> all these things that are happening in our world, in our nation, and all the nations around the world, it is progressive. The suffering that we are experiencing now, it is going to intensify. Don't think this is it. Because the Bible already said two more woes are coming. So there's two more degrees of something else that's coming to our way. Amen. So, so don't get comfortable and say, I'm going to relax. Confession. Can I do that? Confession. God told us, take those vitamins. Well, while the, the COVID was just all oh, just rampant, faithfully, Pastor Brenda took her vitamins. But just as soon as it appeared, hear me now, just as soon as it appeared, that it was about over, I got slapped on my vitamins. Confession. Amen. How many of us got slapped? Be honest. Be real. Be real. And all of a sudden, here we come again, another virus that's worse than the one that was before us. What did Pastor Brenda do? Pick up the vitamins like the Lord said and started back taking them. Amen. I began to talk to the Lord and ask him questions about what we needed to do. Amen. It's okay to confess our sins. That's what the Bible tells us to do, to confess our sins. Amen. I'm not so holy that I, I don't err. Hello. Amen. So, so, so now we, we understand now the one, one world has passed. One thing is happening. There's another thing in progression. And let me tell us something. They are not telling us everything. They are not telling us everything about COVID. They are not telling us everything. Don't be fooled. They are not telling us everything. All right, let me hasten because I know my brother got to go. All right. Now, verse number 13, verse, verse number 13. 13, yeah, 13 says, and the sixth angel sounded. And he said, I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, the, the, that, 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 the, the river Euphrates, it represents the bloodstream. And it is charged with receiving and distributing nutrients to your bones, your muscles, your brain, your teeth, and your hair. Okay? Keep that in mind. Okay? It has an assignment. Okay? Now, looking at verse number 15, it says, 
Revelation chapter number 9. And the four angels were loosed, which was prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and how long? A year. Four to slay. How, how much? The third part of men. M- massive destruction. Massive destruction of death. If we think we see death, we're going to see death. That's why we have to be very careful in what we do, where we go, what we put our hands to. you got to be careful. Death rate will increase. Hear, hear Holy Spirit. But we are protected by the blood. But you also got to line up and not be foolish and put yourself in harm's way. Case example, I had some families this week, some families with an S on it. Watch your children. Be careful what you do with your children. Young girl, 13 years old, round children, ended up with COVID. Okay? Ended up getting COVID to the mama, mama in the 40s. They was in, in, with, with some other uh, family members. And then there was a, 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 another, her sister, 25 years old, ended up with COVID. Okay? And then another family from out of town had made a call. Their 16-year-old granddaughter ended up with COVID. All this connected with children. Okay? When I tell us everything is not being told us, interesting, in the beginning, it was the old people. Wasn't going to affect the young folk. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember being told that? Now all of a sudden, it's the young people, the children, that's getting COVID. You got sniffles. I'm going to tell you about this disease. I'll tell you about it. It mimics what you may already have. If you have allergies or may have a symptom of a cold, it may appear that that's what you have. But when you get yourself checked, they say you got COVID. That's what happened with some of these members in this this particular families, Because they had experienced having allergies and colds because of this was the season. That's what they thought they had until they went and got checked. And they ended up telling them they had COVID. So if your child is sniffling, hello, if he's got a runny nose, whatever may be going on, please, ma'am, and please, sir, get them checked out. Amen. Because you don't know what they may or may not have. Amen. Not trying to scare anybody, but just trying to inform us how this particular thing operates. Of course, you know man got his hands in it. Okay. I'm going to move on from that before we get excommunicated (laughs) at the church. Amen. You got to be careful these days. I'm going to get to see who I am. All right. Now, verse 16 says, And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the number of them. In other words, there will become, that's going to come a world war. Right now, we just got pockets. But what's going to happen, it is going to explode, and you're going to see a whole lot more nations in war. It won't be just small stuff. 
It's going to be a world war. Okay? Now, verse 18. Remember now we talked about the increase of death. Okay? In that second world. Verse 18 in Revelation chapter 9. Eight, verse 18 says, By these. Now, okay. And, and the these are fire, smoke, and brimstone. Okay? That's what this, that word these represent. Because in verse 17 it tells us that. It says, By these three with a third part of men killed by the what? Fire. Ain't fire going on. Moving from state to state. It's crossing state lines. Killed by the fire and by the smoke, which is false doctrine, and by the brimstone, which is issued out of their mouth. Okay? Dropping down to verse number 20. Verse 20 says, And the rest of the men which was not killed by these plagues. Okay? It called fire a plague. It called false doctrine a plague. And it called brimstone a plague. Because it says in verse 20, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, watch this, yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils, idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Hmm. Even in verse 21, it said they still didn't repent. So what God is saying, even under the second world, no matter how difficult it may get, man still ain't going to repent. No matter what is going on, no matter how many plagues come, they're still not going to repent. Still not going to repent. Last chapter, Revelation chapter 10, looking at verse 4. You see, we've had two woes. We're about to enter into the third woe, but it doesn't describe it as the third woe. And here's the reason why. Verse number four says, And when the seven thunders had altered their voices, John is saying, he says, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders altered. And write them not. Don't write it. That third row will be so diabolical. It will be so distressful. They could not reveal it in the scriptures. Said, seal it up. What those seven thunders released, mankind couldn't take it. Now, I'm just going to read the next few verses, and then we're going to be out of here. Starting with verse number 8. And, and Revelation chapter 10, verse 8 says, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. Verse 9 says, And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, eat it up. And it shall make thy belly, thy belly bitter, 
but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Verse 10 says, and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And then he was told in verse 11 that he must go prophesy again before all the people and all the nations and all the tongues. In other words, it's going to be global. See, you remember when he said about eating before, when he told him about taking the book? He told him to, to eat it, digest it, eat it up. Eat, 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 take in the word. He said, remember, people didn't want to take the word. They didn't want to receive the word. He's giving these instructions to receive the word of God. There are some things that God will be bringing forth, and they're going to be bitter to us. But listen, God said, digest it. Eat it. Take it in. Take it in. Because everything that God is releasing to us is imperative that we take it in. This is a word to the nation. The, the Bible has already specifically told us we need to take in the word of God. Because when things begin to happen, you're going to have to be able to pull that word up out of your belly and, and, and connect with your mind and your spirit so that you will not be fooled in these last and evil days. There are some things, even a lot worse, coming down the pipe. A lot worse than what we see. A lot worse than what we know. They are not, I say it again, they are not telling us everything. And you know the reason why? Because most of us, and I praise God for it, most of us have small inner circles. When you have a vast inner circle, people that's out there in the know, they know what's going on that's not being told. But if you keep your ear open, your, I mean your inner ear, let the Spirit speak, he will reveal what's really going on. Please, ma'am, please, sir, don't get too comfortable around folk. When you go into the grocery store, when you go into your job, do not get too comfortable. Keep yourself distant because it is not over yet. It's not over. They call this one the Delta. Do y'all not know? There's about three more out there got, that, that has names that has not been revealed to us. There's more out there. Hmm. They got some names to them that has not been revealed to us yet. But if you keep your eyes and your ears open, you will find out, oh, this one's on the way. This one is on the way. How do I prepare? How do I prepare? Whatever we do, let's stand on Psalms 91. Whatever you do, whatever we do, whatever I do, stand on Psalms 91. Because if I dwell under the shadow of his wings, he already told me he won't even come to my house. He won't even come to my dwelling. I trust the word of God. Amen. I trust the word of God. Amen. we got to trust in this more than we ever have in our life. Got to, and got to come in alignment. Amen. A word to the nation. Wake up, people. Wake up, church folk. Wake up, body of Christ, and begin to proclaim 
the truths of God because Jesus Christ is on his way. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah.